You're listening to the Better Life Broadcast with wealth building specialist Adrian L. Blue and Team Wekoa. We're on the road teaching and empowering people to build wealth with the trinity of wealth creation, gold, silver, and cryptocurrency. Email your questions or comments to bluewealthsolutions at gmail.com. Visit us online at adrianlblue.com. Let's get started building a better you for a better life. Good morning, grace and peace unto each and every one of you. This is Pastor Blue of the Better Life Empowerment Movement welcoming you to rise and shine as we give God the glory on a Saturday morning. Saturday morning, that's right. It's, it's a Saturday. We have made it to the weekend and we are so excited at uh, what the weekend brings. It brings a time of rest and reflection that next week can be better than it was the former week. That's right. As long as you continue to work on a better you, I'm talking about a little better every day, then literally within a seven-day period, you will see the results you're looking or longing for. And certainly our ministry is committed to helping you produce those results in your life, just like today. Today is Saturday. Today on the Saturday, we deal with I'm worthy of wealth. This is where we take one full teaching, one full day, and we focus on the mindset and the methods for wealth creation. I'm going to say that one more time so you can write that down, so you have that in your spirit, because creating wealth deals with a mindset, that's your thinking, and methods, that's your POA, your plan of action. And as long as you understand those two goals together, you can have the plan of action without the right mindset, and you'll never create wealth. You'll just be busy doing a lot of work. How many of you say, hey, you know, Pastor Blue, that's kind of like my life right now. I'm doing a whole lot of stuff, but I'm not getting ahead. Why? I believe that you like something in the area of your mindset. In your mind, it's where we, where we focus our intentionality. It's where we are intentional about what we do. So I'm not just merely doing stuff to doing it. You're not just on a call on a Saturday morning because you got nothing else better to do on a Saturday. No, you're on a call because... You realize the empowerment that is necessary for your next level. And every next level of life, please hear me, please hear me clearly. Every next level of life requires a better version of you. If you would try to bring the old you, the old you into the next level, then the old you will indeed mess up that next level. So we got to experience the change. Well, that sounds simple enough, but it's not because many people just don't know how to change. They want it, but they don't know how to do it. So I'm excited today because what we're going to deal with is we're going to look at the Savior's secret of wealth creation. 
And that's what we're going to look at because there's a, a secret that I've uncovered in the Word of God, and the Word of God is so amazingly complex. And the reason why I say that is because you can read the Bible from start to finish one year, read the Bible again from start to finish another year, and literally get something totally different than what you read the first year. Why? Because you're not the same person reading it as you read it before. That's why we don't hear one message and then our whole life change. It's a continual process of empowerment. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? So today, we're going to take it a little bit further in the Word of God. And I pray that you have your Bibles because I'm going to be doing a little bit turning today. And I ask you to turn along with me. Again, I ask you to turn along with me. To those of you who have your Bibles, I want you to get those in your hand. All right, we're going to open up with a word of prayer. All right, and so we can make full use of our time together. We are limited on time, but certainly not on word. And so certainly we want to really see uh, the power that is needed and necessary to uh, move in the way that we must. Amen. All right, so let's fire in with a word of prayer to get your Bibles in your hand. I'm going to be looking at three base scriptures, but then I'm going to be turning to others along the way of this teaching uh, so, therefore, you can have a greater understanding. Why? Because today I'm going to work on your mindset as well as your method. Okay? Your mindset as well as your method. And keep your pen handy because along the way of this teaching, ideas may come to you to better your situation, to expand your business situation, whatever it is. Keep it handy because I promise you it's going to be a blessing to you. Okay? All right, guys. Let's, let's get ready to pray at this time. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you this morning for giving us this time. I thank you for every person under the sign of my voice who is serious about succeeding. And God, as we are serious about succeeding, I pray your will to come to pass in the life of those who want more, but who are frustrated, more importantly, of where they are. So they're willing to make the necessary adjustments and the changes to have a better experience. And God, we give you praise that you have given us this opportunity and this time. And God, we live uh, by your word. Realizing is in you. We live, we move, and we have our being. And because of that, we can expect the results that have been promised. Thank you for sending Christ to show us the way. But in showing us the way, we then learn to go the way in which we're shown. So God, we give you praise and we thank you for this time, this anointing, and this experience. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people of God said, thank God, amen, and amen. All right, everybody. Again, we want to thank you for tuning in with us. Okay, so as we get started today, I want to I take us a little bit further as it relates to uh, wealth creation. Now, I, I opened up with saying this. Two things you've got to have in place if you're going to create wealth. I'm talking about sustaining wealth. I'm not talking about you going through times where you get a little money here and, you know, you're good for a season, and then now you're back at, no, 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 even though at times that's the ebb and flow of life, I'm talking about being in a place where when you create wealth this time, it's going to be on and on and on for generation after generation after generation. Because remember, here's the secret of the generational wealth that I want you to understand. Every generation prepares for the next three. Listen to me. Every generation prepares for the next three. All right? So, therefore, if you're going to change your mindset, and if you're going to build wealth not only for your now, but also for your later, you then got to take your children, your nieces, your nephews, and infuse this out of them. 
that your purpose, your assignment is to prepare wealth for the next three generations. So I'm not just preparing wealth for my children, but for my children's children. That's why the scripture says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I've heard many pastors and leaders try to spiritualize the text and say an inheritance is the godliness that you pass on. And, well, here's the, here's the thing why I, I know that not, not to be the exact truth. It's not simply a godliness. It's literally a, a, a platform in which they can uh, literally uh, start life off at a better level than you did. See, the problem with the African-American community, I'm talking about on average, not all, but on average, is every generation starts over. Because the previous generation had no plan. I'm going to say it again. Every generation starts over. That means that if my mama and daddy wasn't able to send, give me wealth or pass it down to me, guess what happened? I now got to start over. Uh, and if I don't have a plan to pass it down for my children, they got to start over. And if they don't have a plan to pass it down to their children, they got to. See, see, this is why the mindset is so important. What's the importance about wealth? See, God wants you to be wealthy. Why does he want you to be wealthy? Not just for what you can have. We've dealt with that many times in teachings before. He wants you to be wealthy for what he can do through you. Because what limits you will limit God. Did you hear me? What limits you will limit God. So the first text we want to deal with today is Psalms 112. We're going to look at verses 1 through 3. All right? I'm going to ask you to go there. That's Psalms, first chapter, 112, verses 1 through 3. I wanna. I wish I had a reader. Is there a reader available? Somebody who can read. Let's make this interactive today. All right. I got a lot of great uh, things I want to share with you today. All right. But I want you to participate. All right. And as we participate together, we're gonna see uh, the plan in the hand of God begin to open up. Right. That's Psalms one twelve verse one through three. All right. I need a reader. Just state your name. I'll meet your line by pressing star six. I believe. Uh, state your name, where you're calling from, and let's read Psalm 112, and we're going to look at uh, verses 1 through 3. Great AM, this is Nakia from Columbia, South Carolina. Hello, Nakia from Columbia. All right, let's read. All right, Psalms 112, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is a man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Two, his descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Three, wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Wow. Thank you so much, uh, Nakia from South Carolina. But are you hearing this, everyone? Look what the scripture is saying. Do you see poverty in there? Do you see poverty anywhere in this context of the scripture, Psalms 112, 1 through 3? Do you see it? No, you don't. But what you do see is you see prosperity, you see wealth, and you also see generations. See, this shows you that, again, if your mindset is, I must build wealth today for my children and my children's children, that's three generations. But here's what we see uplifted in this approach. What we see here is we see, watch this here, and I want you to write it down just like this, better life attitude number one. I'm going to give you a couple better life attitudes we need to have since we're dealing with a mindset. So the first attitude we need to have when it comes to wealth creation is that my righteousness 
is down payment for my prosperity. That's what we see here in Psalms 112. Praise ye the Lord, or bless the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord and delights greatly in his commandments. Now, the word feareth does not mean a cowarding fear. It means a, a, a respect, that you respect the Lord. You respect the Lord, and you respect what he wants to do in your life. So that scripture can be read, blessed is the man that respects the Lord and delights. The word delight here means pleasure in. That means that we got to take pleasure in principles that will bring us results. See, I don't have time to fool with foolish people who who all they want to do is go back and, no, i got to be around individuals who want better, who's hungry for better. That's why I love the way this ministry operates, because not only are you able to be at any of our coming live meetings among believers of the like mind, but you're also able to tune in from all over the country to this teaching, to this teaching platform that's going to help you be with people of like mind. Why? Because we've understood that our righteousness is a down payment for our prosperity. So, again, does God prosper the wicked? No, the wicked follows principles and they prosper, but he gives special favor to those who are walking in righteousness. Then the word righteous here means right standing with God. Did you hear me? It means right standing with God, which means that this righteousness is simply that we are determined to live our lives and our families in agreement with the things of God. So, here, this is what I want you to write down when it comes to righteousness. Write this down. Righteousness, right righteousness. Number one, get in agreement with God. you got to be in agreement with God. And number two, stay in agreement with God. I see, I'm in agreement with God for my life. I expect certain things to happen. Now, again, with every expectation comes the plan of action or the work behind it. So I'm not sitting around just singing kumbaya, God, I want you to show up and help. No, I have uh, and am developing strategies to follow the principles that can produce the promises. I'm doing my part in essence. We call this, I'll say it again, the cooperation concept. You work with God, and God works with you. Anybody who's ever thought that all you got to do is, I'm going to wait on the Lord, and I'm going to wait for my change to come, and God will. He will work it out somehow, some way. Now, that's exciting to hear, but that's not what Jesus taught. Jesus never taught just sit down and wait for God to do it. No, Jesus taught that your faith, moves us to a place of action. And through our action, because even James talked about it, the Apostle James, faith without works is dead, that we must not only believe, we must work in agreement. So, again, my righteousness is down payment for my prosperity. If I'm in right standing with God, that doesn't mean perfectness. That means I'm serving the Lord. That the Lord, I say, I don't care what anybody try to say or do against me. No one can ever say that he's not living for God. You can have your opinion. I got people who got their opinion on, on the way I do ministry. Why are you doing it like that? You, you're going against everything else we, we ever done. And I said, no, not necessarily. I just understand and I'm able to, like any wise leader, able to see the future among the present. And I believe in the future we're going to have more of a Netflix uh, experience of God, then we are going to have of a, of a blockbuster one. 
which means that not everybody's in this new move going to come into four walls. So what can I do as a pastor to bring the ministry and the message to them? And this is why this ministry operates the way we do, and we don't apologize for it. But my point is this, I had to be in that right setting with God to understand it, or guess what? I'll miss what God is doing because I'm trying to hear from other people. Sometimes you've got to close your ears to the opinions of others. Matter of fact, I love the way uh, uh, one man of God I was in conversation with, very well-known all around the world, TV ministry, radio ministry. His ministry does about $30 million a year or more. Uh, but he said to me, he says, he said, Dr. Blue, you got to remember that the opinions of fools don't matter. And it was so amazing when he said it. In essence, if you will only do what God has caused you to do based upon whether people get it or not, then you're not doing what God called you to do. Because sometimes God will call you to break the back of poverty off the family that it doesn't continue to the next generation. He calls you. Well, if he's going to call you, that means you've got to be doing something different than everyone else in your lineage has done. Everyone else. You've got to be some... Because if nothing else changes, everything remains the same. Let me give you a concept so you can understand. The next year, 2019, will be just like the last year or the present year, 2018, only four, the only exceptions or the differences of this, these two years will be you. See, if you become better, 2019 becomes better. If you stay the same, 2019 remains as 2018. Now, are you following me? I know, I, hope, I trust I'm not confusing you. But I want you to get this, because I want you to get it to understand, okay, I, I have to stand in righteousness. I got to live for the Lord in the way God is calling me to do so. All right, are you hearing me? All right, now let's go over to, um, let's go over to First uh, Peter 3. We're going to go to First Peter, the chapter, and we're going to look at verses 9 through 12. All right, First Peter 3, okay, and we're going to go 9 through 12. I need somebody to read it, but I want you to read it from the Amplified Version. Very important we hear from that version. Okay, First Peter 3, 9 through 12. Okay, and we got a reader, and I want you to oh, unmute your line by pressing star 6. If you can get the Amplified Version, very important we hear the Amplified Version, because it reads a certain way I want, you, I want for your understanding. You ready? Again, better life attitude number one. My righteousness is down payment for my prosperity. See, your righteousness not only gives you uh, uh, access it gives you uh, the result of the promise. All right? Do we do you have a reader? Okay, I hear somebody coming through. Come on. Star six, unmute your line. All right, I think somebody's trying to come in. I heard some uh, clicking. So this is what I'll do. I'll go ahead and read it and read it. Oh, there we go. All right. Good morning. It's Pat from New Hampshire. Hello, Pat from New Hampshire. Okay, talk to us. She said First Peter 3, and which verse? I'm sorry, sir. Verse number 9 through 12. Make sure it's the amplified version. Yes. 9 through 12. Sorry. Um, and never return evil for evil or insult for insult. Avoid scolding, berating, and any kind of abuse. Um, sorry. 
but on the contrary, give a blessing. Pray for one another's well-being, contentment, and protection. For you have been called for this very purpose, that you might inherit a blessing from God that brings well-being, happiness, and protection. Now stop here. Keep in mind, everybody. Hold on, you're going to continue reading, Pat. But keep in mind, everybody, your your right your uh, righteousness is down payment for your prosperity. And here in First Peter 3 and 9, we are seeing how you ought to carry yourself in righteousness. Will people scandalize your name, talk about you, try to pull you down? Yes, they will. That's just what folks do. But you can't play that same game. you got to take the high road when they go to lower. Why? Because if God is going to prosper you, he want to do it against all the odds. Well, you're not getting down and dirty like other folk. You're standing your ground. Uh-uh. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Okay, let's read verse number 10. Read. For the one who wants to enjoy life and see good days, good, whether apparent or not, must keep his tongue free from evil and his lips from speaking guile, treachery, deceit. Now look at this. The, this. the one who wants to enjoy life, that's the better life now. You got to keep, listen, you got to keep your tongue from evil, your lips, your conversation from guile, which is treachery and deceit. See, we're seeing the model right here. Come on, let's read uh, verse number 12. Okay, he must turn away from wickedness and do what is right. He must search for peace with God, with self, with others, and pursue it eagerly, actively, not merely desiring it. For the eyes of the Lord are looking favorably upon the righteous, the upright, and his ears are attentive to their prayer eager to answer, but the face of the Lord is against those who practice evil. To oppose them or to frustrate them or to, or to defeat them. Now look at that. Now, now, now look at this here. We see a whole layout of who God is for and who God is against. And what does it say that he's for? I love what verse 12, the, the eyes of the Lord. That means he's watching. He's looking upon, he's giving attention to the righteous. That's right. Righteousness is my doubt payment for prosperity. And those who are upright, right standing with God, and his ears, watch this, are attentive to their prayer. That means when I'm in righteousness, I can pray and know that he's hearing me. But the faith of the Lord is against. Whoa, wait a minute. Here's the shift. To those who practice evil to oppose them, to frustrate them, and to defeat them. Are you seeing? So, if I'm in righteousness, and this becomes the down payment for my prosperity, I can expect for God to prosper me. I can expect for God to open up the door for him to give me the ideas. I can expect for him to make the ways out of no way. I can expect for him to lead me down the path in which is right. Why? Because irregardless of what my flesh says, I'm standing on the truth of God's word, and I will declare and live my life in principle with him. And let me tell you something about this, because it sounds easier said than done. There will be times that you'll be standing your ground, and I mean, your flesh will be telling you, come on, look, ain't nothing happening. You better, you better go ahead and do that or do this. Or do this. You've got to learn how to stand your ground and say, no flesh, you don't run this. I run this as the spirit that I am, and you won't get in line. You don't tell me whether we can give or not flesh. 
based upon your fear or your limitation. I run this based on the principles that when I give, he gives back unto me. Press down, sticking together, running over. Shall he raise somebody up to give into my bosom? Flesh, you don't run me. I run this. See, you got, and again, I, I, I'm spending a lot of time on this point because I want you to get this, that it's your uh, uh, righteousness that's going to be the down payment for your prosperity. All right? All right, let's move right along. Let's move right along because this then brings us to uh, uh, this component uh, that um, I'm going to give you four points, four points to pursue prosperity. All right, four points. Now that we got it, now we can understand about our righteousness and down payment for our prosperity. I'm going to be right with God. I'm going to long to be right in the areas in which I'm not right. I'm going to get in line. That's right. I'm going to get in line. All right? And that I can see the, the glorious goodness of God. But here's four points to pursue prosperity. Four points. So you got to understand that prosperity is a covenant blessing between God and his people. It's a covenant blessing. A covenant is an agreement. So he says, if you're going to live for me, I got you. I have your back. I'm going to help you get ahead and prosper. I'm going to help you, the Lord says. That's a covenant agreement. Okay? Just like giving is a covenant. I tell people all the time, when you believe in God for something, get a seed and get ready to sow it. Why is that? Why do I got to do that? How come God can't just give it to me? Because that seed is a covenant. We enter an agreement with God when we sow a seed. I don't, don't ask me why it works like that. It's a principle that works. Because where your heart is, your treasure will be. And where your money is, that's where your heart will be. And when you sow a seed, God, I believe in you to turn this thing around right here. And you put that seed in the ground, guess what happens? Now you're in covenant with God for him to do it. Now, that is not like I'm, you're paying God. No, you can't pay God. You can't pay for a miracle. You can't pay for another day. You can't pray for the next, pay for the next breath. You can't afford it. No, you can't pay God. Get that out of your mindset. That's the enemy. In your mind, we don't pay God. We sow a seed that brings us a good covenant because, again, prosperity is a covenant blessing between God and his people. And if you're going to walk in it, these are four, four points that you've got to pursue if you're going to uh, receive uh, the victory of prosperity, all right? The first thing is you've got to believe it. You've got to believe in prosperity. Come on, you got to get out of, that, out of that form of mindset. And I know the human condition psychologically that whenever uh, we feel that we want something but we don't think we can obtain it, we tend to bring, to build safeguards around our emotions and safeguards around our heart where we don't even believe for it. We say, well, you know, it's not his will for me. Uh, I don't think I can have it. You know, and we start making excuses on why we can't get it. And hating others who are. But you don't have to do that. Why? Because I can make up my mind. I believe in the prosperity of my life. Can you say that with me? Say that after me, okay? Matter of fact, I, I need some bold people. Unmute your line, and I want you to repeat after me. Come on, this is Saturday morning. We do it a little bit different on Saturday, but I want you to get this teaching today. All right, repeat after me. Ready? Uh, uh, unmute your line. Uh, unmute your line. I want you to repeat after me in concert. Repeat after me. I believe... I believe in the prosperity of my life. I'm going to say it one more time. Ready? I believe in the prosperity of my life. 
Now, stop right here. Thank you so much for everyone who participated. Now, what you just did was you just made a declaration in the atmosphere whereby now you literally have set yourself to believe. you got to believe for the prosperity of you. Well, Pastor, I never had it. Well, that doesn't mean you're never going to have it. See, it's never too late to be great. Everything in your life starts within you. Your outside is determined from your inside. I always say this, and I posted it this week on social media, that your outward uh, manifestation is according to your inward understanding. I'm going to say it again. I don't want you to miss it. Your outward manifestation, that means what you experience in the outward, or call it this way, your outward experience is based on your inward understanding. So when you look at somebody and they're enjoying life, they're enjoying their relationships, you don't got to hate on them. They just understand something internally that's, that's creating something externally for them to enjoy. And when you say, I believe in the prosperity of my life, internally you are setting your belief system to the fact that God wants me to prosper. He's not against me prospering. And all I got to do is understand my plan of action. Now you follow what I'm saying here? So let's go to Hebrews 11.6. Let's see how, how uh, uh, God wants us to prosper. We'll go to Hebrews 11 and 6. Okay, I'm going to read this one. All right, but I want some readers uh, to stay ready. i got a couple more things I want to, uh, uh, us all to discover together All right, this morning. Hebrews 11 and 6. All right, now that I said I believe in the prosperity of my, of my life, i got to understand what I'm talking about. All right, when I say believing, I'm talking about I'm releasing my faith. For my life and my and my family to prosper. Ready? Hebrews eleven and six says it this way, and I'm reading this from the New International Version. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. Because anyone who comes to him must believe, this is the same way we believe in the prosperity of our life, that God exists and that he is a rewarder to him who earnestly the King James Version says, diligently seeks him. So he says, this is what the scripture is saying now. Now, 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 for you to discount verse number six, you've got to discount num- verse number one. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You've got to discount verse number two. Who, how by faith, the world was formed by the word of God. That means God spoke something and it came into existence. When you say, I believe in the prosperity of my life, he says, it's your faith that pleases me, that causes me to move on your behalf. How does God move on our behalf? He opens the door for prosperity. He opens the door to ideas, to opportunities for you to partake of, for you to do that will produce the result of prosperity in your life. Come on. When you say, I believe in the prosperity of my life, as a matter of fact, some of you ought to embrace that as an affirmation. I believe in the prosperity of my life. Anytime the enemy tries to, you know, mess with your mind, why are you doing all that? And why are you, why are you working, you know, uh, why are you up late and getting up early? And why, you are, because, uh, devil, I believe in the prosperity for my life. I believe in it. All right, so the first step, if you're going to pursue prosperity, you've got to believe it. Number two, you've got to learn how to speak it. Now I'm going to need a reader. You've got to learn how to speak it. How to speak what, Pastor? How to speak the prosperity of your life. Well, how do I do that? Well, let's, let's look. Let's see how, how important that is. Let's go to Isaiah 55 and 11. Isaiah 55, verse 11, and I'll need a reader for this. Come on. How many of you are being blessed so far by this word today? I'm telling you, I want to I see you there. 
All right, Isaiah 55 and 11, I need a reader. The, the number two, the second point to pursue prosperity is I got to speak it. I believe it, now I got to speak it. Come on. Any particular version, men of God? Uh, any, any version is fine. That's fine. Good morning. Sister Annette from Altamont Springs. <laughs> Hello. All right, let's go, Sister Annette. Isaiah 55, 11, I got the Amplified Bible. So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void unless without result, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Whoa, look at that. So, the second point to pursue prosperity is I got to speak prosperity. I got to speak in a prosperous way. Why? Because anytime I speak God's word, especially over my life, I say it as he said it. And why is that important? Well, you see it right here. He says that the word will not come forth out of my mouth void. It will not return to me empty. But it will accomplish what I desire, and it will achieve the purpose in which I sent it. It will prosper in the thing that I sent it. So when I speak the word of God, when I speak the prosperity of God, guess what happens? He then allows allows what I'm speaking to go to come to pass because I'm not speaking nothing but his word. See, I'm not coming giving you no lofty idea of the way it should be. No, I'm telling you the way he desires it to be. I'm not telling you, oh, you should just, just think about this, and, and, but at the same time, you know, you can't find it in the Word. It's not the will of God, the plan of God. No, everything we're talking about today is the plan of God. But guess what? I've learned this in my, uh, in my years of, of serving God, leading God's people, that everything in God comes as a result of principles. Principles. Not just because you want it. Oh, I just want it. I'm going to talk about that in a moment, about those who just want it but won't do anything for it. No, there's principles, secret formulas that operate, that can bring inside of your life the things you want to see. And it's all contained in the Word of God. But we see here in Isaiah 55 and 11 that he says uh, uh, that my word will not return to be void. And so that's why when you said, I believe in the prosperity of my life, you're speaking the word over your life. And because you believe it, it's not going to fall on an idle life. It's not going to fall unfruitful in your life. It's going to come to pass. It's going to be fruitful or productive. Why? Because I believe it. So I speak it. And my inner understanding affects my outward experience. Oh, I'm telling you, that's tweetable, that's Facebookable, that's whatever you want to call it. My inner understanding affects my outward experience. And as long as you have an inner, understa inner understanding, nobody can get in the way or stop or block that. No one can. Because I still believe 2018 will not close out for some of you without you experiencing the better life in a way that is so amazing that every time you think about it, it's going to make you cry. Tears of joy. Come on, tears of joy. I still believe that for some of you. Now, why do I say not say for all of you? Because all of you won't believe. See, if all of you believe, I believe. But if all of you believe, then it will happen for all of you. But some of you are getting this. Some of you are at the place where you cannot go back to the way, the way it used to be. You are so serious and sincere about the change and the difference. All you're looking for now is the know-how. And it's my hope and prayer that you now understand step number three, 
or point number three, rather. These are points to pursue prosperity. Number one, let's review. You got to believe it. Number two, you got to speak it. Number three, uh uh-oh, here we go. You got to do it. You got to do it. What do I mean by do it? Take action now. Take action now. Well, Pastor, I don't know. See, I'm right now, and I I just had a a family meeting with my sons, all right? My my son, uh, Adrian II, just turned uh, 14 on yesterday. And um, not only has he been a great help and blessing to this family, uh, but at the same time, I can see the maturity that's developing inside of him. So I had a conversation with my son, and I said, son, you know, the world is changing. Technology is really taking a forward step. I said, son... I want you to start looking at ways in which you can learn coding. And I told all my children, coding, what is coding? Computer programming. Why? It's the future. Just like I believe digital currency, like Bitcoin and digital, Digibyte and, all, uh, and Litecoin and Ethereum, and we'll talk more about that. Just like that is going to be the currency of the future, computers are the future. And so if you can start learning now, and I said, listen, I'm willing to learn uh, about programming. I don't know none of that, but I'm willing to learn it. Why? If that is going to be one of the avenues of prosperity that can bless the next three generations, I will learn it. Why? Because I know there's something I got to do if I'm going to pursue prosperity. See, I'm not giving you a whole bunch of hype and this and that. Oh, yeah, you know, just sit around and just speak it and think it and, and it's going to happen. No, no. After you set your mind, you now got to set your method. Mindset, method to prosperity. So I told my boys, I said, guys, you're about to start learning how to code. Coding, you know, which is computer programming. This, and some of you say, well, what's that? You can take courses, there's college college uh, classes, you can learn about it. But my point is, it's the future. So you've got to learn how to do it, how to do it, how to take action now. And here's the thing. Most of the time when it comes to pursuing prosperity, this is the missing step. People don't know how to take action. And I'm going to tell you what happens with those who don't know how to take action. Ready? Let's go to Proverbs 13 and 4. Proverbs 13 chapter, verse number 4. Come on. We're making our way around. All right. Got a little time, but we make it our way. Hallelujah. Proverbs 13 and 4. And I encourage you, if you got children, teach, tell them to go into coding. Learn how to code. Learn how to code. I'm telling you, it's the future. All right. Proverbs 13 and 4. If I have a habit, I need a reader who don't mind reading. If you read before, it's okay to come back in and read again. Uh, Proverbs 13 and 4. All right? We're on, we on point number three. You got to do it. You got to do it. Ready? Proverbs 13 and 4. And let's do this from any version is fine, but I may uh, quote it also from the ESV, English Standard, uh, Standard Version. Come on. Proverbs 13 and 4. The soul of the lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Whoa, wait a minute. Did we just not hear the insight and the secret going on here? So, so when, I, when I talk about doing it, I'm not talking about you sitting around hoping for it more than you're willing to work for it. You can't hope for it more than you're willing to work for it. That's, that's unbiblical. How do we know that? How do you know that, Pastor? Well, we just read Proverbs 13 and 4. Let's read it again. It says, the soul, the, the inner being, the mind, the will, the emotions, which represents the soul of the sluggard, the lazy. They, I'm going to read it from the English Standard Version. Watch what it says here from the ESV. 
and it's so profound. Thank you, Nikki from uh, South Carolina, for reading that. Watch what it says from the ESV. The soul of the slugger, the lazy, desires but get nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Now, you note here that the word diligent here in Proverbs 13 and 4 is the same diligent that's used in Hebrews 11 and 6. How God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, as you can see, my brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, that there is a plan of action. There is something you got to do. Something you got to do to make this thing happen. And if you don't do it, then guess what? You won't see the result that this scripture calls out with. And what does it close out with? We'll be rich. The soul of the diligent shall be richly supplied. The soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Well, I don't know if God wants me to be prosperous and wealthy and rich. How can you not see this throughout the Word of God? You're seeing this all throughout the Word. Not in one place. It's one thing if you take one scripture out of context. I'm showing taking you on a journey where you are seeing. Time after time, way after way, God is saying, I want my people to prosper. Not just for you to have the biggest house, the nicest car. That's nice if you want that. But I want you to prosper that anything I want to do through you, you can do it. One of my spiritual sons just uh, yesterday uh, uh, texted me and just was checking on me. You know, uh, Pastor, I know you're going through a lot. Your aunt just died, you know, uh, on, your, on your wife's side. And your aunt just died on your, on your side. And your father died a little bit ago and all from cancer. And you got an uncle hanging in, hanging in the balance. He just texted me to check on me. And, How are you doing? Are you okay? Are you good? So on and so forth. And when he checked on me, I, I, was, I said, wow, that's a, such a blessing. And he made a comment. He said, I can't wait to, to, to I'm freed up. Where anywhere on the road or, or, or where the ministry is, we can, you know, me and my family can, you know, uproot and come along with you. And I said, well, guess what? This is why right now you should be working your plan, your plan of action. What do you mean by your plan of action? This is why right now you should be positioning yourself where you can be in the proper place of prospering. So whenever there's a call or desire, because this ministry is worldwide, make no mistake about it. Please understand, we, despite not small beginnings, we make an impact. Already, we're in nine different states right now as we speak. Nine different states. You can tell me that this will happen a year ago, two years ago. Well, Pastor, how are you doing it? Are you, are you in Florida? No, I'm in Florida and beyond. We're all over. But guess what? Here's my point. We made up our mind that God, if he's going to use us, we know what it's going to take. It's going to take $30 million. So, God, we want you to prosper us in whatever way you can and whatever way you will. But here's the, the point number three that I want you—I don't want you to miss. We are committed to doing it, doing it. What is doing it? The plan of action. You got to take action now. Take action now. What services can you provide that people will pay you for? What can you do? You know, uh, and are you ready for this? Because I want you—I want you to understand this, okay? Because step number three brings us to uh, point number three. Rather, brings us to point number four. We got to then, then we can receive it. All right, so I'm going to read it again. Okay, ready? All right, four points to pursue prosperity. The first one is to believe it. The second one is to speak it. The third one is to do it. It means to take action now. This is the missing step. And those who don't take action, they're going to keep on longing and wanting. All oh, the soul of the, the lazy, they desire it, but they have nothing. Because you're lazy. You're lazy. Come on. You, I had to get in the mirror one day. 
because I wasn't taught a lot of what I'm teaching you. And I'm, again, the Holy Spirit had to teach me and, and other significant uh, mentors and leaders in my life who came along. But growing up, I wasn't taught this. So I had some conflicting issues in my mind. I love God, but, you know, I looked at my family. We were struggling. I grew up in a home where my, we were poor. We couldn't afford the other OR. My mama did the best she could. Yes, she did. But guess what? We were still in lack. But we were righteous. We were, we were holy. But here's the thing. Even though we was, internally, I wasn't set to receive prosperity. And that, that produced issues in my life. Almost a conflict that the enemy tried to use to separate me from God, like he tried to do with many of you. You're doing all this stuff, and look what's happening. Look at your results. Ain't nothing happening. This stuff, God stuff doesn't work. Come on, it does work. Here's what, doesn't, here's, here's what, what wasn't working in my life. I didn't believe God for prosperity. I wasn't taught to embrace this, that this is the will of God for you. I was taught to just hold on to God's unchanging hand. You got to hold to his hand. God's unchanging hand. You better hold to his hand. God's unchanging hand. Feel your hope on things eternal. So while I'm expecting things eternal, I'm not looking at nothing in the natural, so I couldn't work a plan of action. Until I got so fed up with where I was, and hopefully you got to that same place where I said, Lord, however you want to do it, in whatever way you want to do it, I'm willing to put in the work for it. Don't hope for it more than you're willing to work for it. And I know I'm talking to somebody in, in the Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit won't let me move on from here. But somebody need to hear this and get this in your spirit because you are one action away from living your better life now. You're one step away. You're one seed sown away. You're one investment away. You're one plan of action away. And you got to be willing to do it. All right? So, number one, i got to believe it. All right? I believe in the prosperity of my life. Number two, got to speak it. I know his word will not return into me void, but a prom- will prosper in that which I, 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 I send it. Number three, got to do it. i got to take action now. And this action, for some of you, got to be massive action. you got to take some large steps. And number four, now i got to be positioned to receive it. Position to receive it. I got to be positioned to receive it. Now, okay, let's go to Isaiah 119. Isaiah 119. All right, uh, principle number four. Man, oh, time is slow. I feel like we just got started. Okay? Isaiah 119. We may have to swing a part two to this, but uh, if we do, because I still have so much more word, and I, uh, I want to be. Set on our time. Ready? Ready? I got to be positioned to receive it. Ready? Isaiah 119. All right. I'm going to read this uh, for the sake of time. Here's what the scripture says. Ready? It says, if I'm reading for the New International Version for those who need to know, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good things of the land. (laughs) Wait a minute. If I'm willing and obedient, I should eat the good of the land. What is that? Byproducts of prosperity. He says, if you're willing and obedient, if you're willing to follow my way and obedient to my principle, my word, my call, you should eat the good of the land. So that means if you're not eating of the good of the land right now, probably because you have broken the principles of being willing or obedience somewhere in your life. You need to repent, get that back together, so therefore you can start getting the good of the land. Because, he says, if I'm willing and obedient, I should eat the good of the land, I know it's his will, again, for me to prosper. 
I'm not begging God to do what he wants to do more than I can beg him to do it. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me in the spirit? I'm not begging God to do it. I know he wants to do it. He tells me right here, Isaiah 119, if I'm willing to obey it, I shall eat of the good of the land. And because he tells me this, that my willingness and my obedience, ask yourself the question. Have you been willing? Are you obedient? And if you are, then guess what? Are you expecting the goodness of the land? I expect for certain doors to be open. I expect for certain things to happen. Why? Because he is with me. My righteousness is my down payment for my prosperity. All ready? All right. Let's go over to Second Peter 1 and 3. Go to Second Peter 1 and 3. I am going to ask somebody to read this, though. Second Peter 1 and 3. And you can read it from, uh, yeah, the King James Version. Read from the King James Version. Second Peter 1 and 3. State your name, where you calling from, and let's read. We got about uh, under 10 minutes. We, I believe we can bring this. We're going to do a part two to this, but if you got it, let's read. What was that again? Pastor 2 Peter? Yeah, 2 Peter, 1st chapter, 3rd verse. Okay. 2 Peter, 1st chapter, 3rd verse. This is an estimate from... Help from us, <laughs> According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Whoa, wait a minute. Listen, according to his divine power, that means we're not even operating on our ability. That's not even on my ability, not even within my, 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 my scope of, of, of things that I can handle. But according to his divine power, hath he given unto who? Us. Who are us? The believers who do what? Who, the believers who, number one, uh, uh, believe it, speak it, do it, and are in position to receive it. According to his divine power, hath he given? So if he's given, i got to be ready to receive it. Us what? All things. All things is not just spiritual. This is, uh, how do we know it's not spiritual? I'll show you how. It's not just spiritual. All things that pertain to what? Life, which is physical, natural, and godliness, which is spiritual. Through the knowledge of him who has called us by his glory and virtue. So all this stuff I received through the knowledge of Christ. I received through the teachings of the better life. I now can believe God for better. And some of you, I know you're looking for a, a, a get-rich-quick or a right-now thing. Listen, this is a progressive process that the quicker your manifestation comes will be as quick as you are internally convinced that you deserve to prosper. I say it all the time. I cannot wait. Some of our sons and daughters out of uh, Orlando, all right, the Cargill. I'm going to say it all the time because I'm, I'm telling it's going to happen. Uh, they're looking at a home in Florida. And I was privileged to go with them to view the property as a spiritual father and guide. And when I went to view the property, uh, the property was over 21,000 square feet. Oh, listen, and, and that's just the main house. That's not even talking about the other house on the side, which is another 5,000. Uh, uh, literally, it, it, it are places where uh, uh, there's the place to build on the property and there's a guarded entrance and all kinds of stuff. Well, guess what? 
I believe, according to the scripture, 2 Peter 1 and 3, that God wants to give them all things that pertain to life and godliness. And because of that, we celebrate that. And guess what? They're going to get it, too. They're going to get it. Now, they're going to testify about how they got it and the way it came and so on and so forth. But it's going to happen. I'm 100% am convinced. Now, you don't have to be convinced. It's their blessing. My question is, what's your blessing? What do your next level look like? And I'm close out with this. Because we're talking about, we're talking about uh, uh, the Savior's secret, uh, savior secret to wealth creation. Ready? Here's the Savior's secret. Here's the Savior's secret. Write it down. And we're going we're gonna to pause. We're going to close out with this. We're going to pick up on next week. But I'm going to give you some homework this week. All right? I'm going to give you some homework. We're going to pick up next week on this because I still got a whole nother piece I want to give, but I'm out of time. All right? So here's what I want you to do. Number one, here's your homework. You got to do it. You got to. You have to uh, create a, um, a vision, a vision board, a vision of your better life. What does your better life look like? Are you healthy in your better life? Are you walking in enormous amounts of wealth? We can do this or do that. You got to create that. How do I create that? I don't care if you got to get magazines and, and cut out, you know, homes and cars and experiences that you see traveling all over. Get you that, put that together on the board. Make it a vision board. If you, if you're of the 21st century, you want to go digital? Well, guess what? Yo, go ahead and, and get the images of what you want and save it on the, on the file on your phone. Okay? Call it a vision file. And then while you're in meditation at different times where you believe in God, you go to that file. You look at it. You look at the, the healthy person or the wonderful relationship or the family with everybody smiling. And, and, and come on, it doesn't matter what that experience is. If he said he will give us all things that pertain to life and godliness, all right? So I can expect things for life. What do I need for life? I need a home. I need a car. I need, I need, I need resources. I need to be able to take care of my family. I need all, this is all pertaining to life. What about godliness? I got a better relationship with God. I can hear him. Uh, when I meditate, I'm able to tap into the spirit realm that I walk away with power and authority. All this is according to his will. So get you a vision board. Once you get you a vision board or a vision uh, part on your phone, you then will be on the journey of creating that which you're constantly seeing. See, I have this. But not only do I have this, but in this, in this, on my vision board, I have my net worth, how much I'm, how much I'm going to be worth. Not, not my, not my right now net worth, my, my net worth. I have what I'm doing. I have what the ministry is all around the world. I have where we have sons and daughters and other pastors and leaders who, who have risen up, who are planted in certain areas to do the work of God, teaching others on how to have a better life. Because what we're teaching is all biblical. It's all the Word of God. And anybody who speaks against anything I taught today, i got to question whether the Spirit of God is in them. And I'm talking about truly. I'm not talking about perspectively or your traditions. Because your tradition will tell you to just wait on, <laughs> wait on the Lord. <laughs> uh, that's it. No, I believe in waiting on God, but I also believe in working while I'm waiting. That's what he desires. Because if not, you're going to be desiring but have nothing because the soul of diligent is who will be enriched. Are you hearing me? So let me close out with this, and we're going to pick up on next week because our time is drawing near. Here is the Savior's secret. All right? The Savior's secret to wealth creation is this. Write this down. You are the creator of your own experience. That's the secret. <laughs> Ooh, I'm telling you, some of you are looking for something so deep. But guess what? That is deep if you think about it. 
You mean Jesus came to tell me that I'm the creator of my experience? Why do you think he said all things are possible to them that believe? Who does the believing? You do. Why does he say, why do you think he said, asking it shall be given, seeking you shall find, knocking the door shall be open? Who does all that? You do. See, the safest secret here is that you are the creator of your experience. So while you're waiting for somebody, something to come or somebody else to come, he already came. Jesus has already came and paved the way and paved the way for you. You just got to step up, step in, and allow the power of God to perform the work in you, all working your plan of action. So again, I want you to be able to join me on next week as we go a little bit further. I got another uh, better life attitude, and I got some other things, uh, strategies to obtain wealth that I'm going to uh, cover and go over on next week. I'm talking about strategies to obtain wealth. We're going to do a part two to the Savior Secrets. Invite a guest if you've been blessed today. If you have copious notes, if you are listening intently, we also want to have this available uh, on recording for those who are a blessing to this ministry. That's right. In order for us to do what we're doing, it only can happen because people, persons like yourself who are blessed, be, uh, become a blessing to this ministry. So I want to challenge those who can today. Since we dealt with Psalms 112, I want to challenge you with a 112 seed. If you can, if you can't, get as close to that as you can. But I want to challenge you today to give a 112 seed unto the ministry. This is good ground. And when you learn how to bless what is blessing you, it will continue to bless you. When you learn how to bless what is blessing you, it will continue to bless you. That's why we bless God. Because whenever we give a spirit of gratitude back to God, it makes him want to do more for us. See, you can't be in a, in a relationship or in a marriage where you don't honor or celebrate the things that the person, the other person does for you. They're not going to want to do it again. I did it once, but I'm not doing it again because last time I did it, you was ungrateful. Or, or you, I, I, this is it? Is this all? No, no, no. God, thank you. Thank you for this insight. Why? Because I'm correcting my inner world that my outer world can be better. It's my inner understanding that changes my outward experience. You better hear what I said. Your inner understanding that changes your outward experience. And when you get that, when it comes to giving, you ain't you ain't debating with yourself. Oh, I don't know if I can give. I got this. I got no. You say, you know what? Uh-uh, I am giving. Why? Because I'm blessed. I'm blessed beyond measure. I see my future. And in my future, I have way more than I have right now. And the only way to get there is to enter into covenant with God. And when you give, especially to this ministry, I can't speak on other ministries, but I can with this. You are in covenant with God. You are in covenant with God for him to bring to pass that which you are believing for. And you ready for it? He has never felt anybody, and he won't start with you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to his name. So as we get ready to give at this time, all right, how can I give? There's four ways you can give right now before we close out. And I ask everybody to hang on before the Don't hang up before the benediction. All right, I want to release a blessing upon you today. And if you've been blessed by the word, certainly join us again on next week. But guess what? Invite a guest. If you're being blessed, bless somebody else. Amen. Let them too be blessed by how you're being blessed. Amen. All right, but uh, this is four ways you can give. The first way you can give is by going to our website. Our website is changing. It's becoming more interactive. And so if you're not a member of the website, you can sign up to be a member of the website. Why? Because we've got a whole back page for those who are members of the website which have uh, copious information to help you in your better life operation. Okay? So uh, how you can give? 
uh, those who have given those special 112. And I tell you what I feel led to do. Every person who gives a, a deceit of 112, I'm going to bless you with the, um, what do you call it, with the 99 Affirmations ebook. Okay, you can purchase it off our website, but I want to I want to be a blessing to you and a recording of today's teaching. I want to get that to you to every person who who are giving of that one twelve. It may be a sacrifice, but you're you're believing God. You're standing in the, the way of God, the principles of God, so you can walk in the promises of God. If you can't do that, get as close to it as you can. Every person who gives today, I'm gonna give you a recording of this teaching. Uh, but uh, if you give that one twelve, I want to be a blessing to you by giving you the ebook ninety nine affirmations. All right, it's going to be affirmation. You can start speaking in the atmosphere. Because remember, point number two of pursuing prosperity, you got to speak prosperity. Some of you don't know what to say because you've never been in the environment. Well, we're going to show you how to do that. All right? All right, so go to our website, betterlifeseeker.com. Click on Donate Now. That's one way you can give. Number two, the second way you can give is by simply uh, texting any amount to the number 407-456-7300. Again, that number is 407 407- Four five six seven three zero zero. A third way you can give is if you have PayPal or Cash App. Again, PayPal or Cash App. Right from the website, it gives you instructions on how to do that. But PayPal is paypal.me forward slash betterlifeology. That's betterlife, O-L-O-G-Y. All right, betterlifeology. Either way, please understand, this is your time. This is your season. And God has given you a ministry that's committed to the process. Amen? All right. Well, bless you all. We're about to get ready to pray so I can pray for your giving. And again, I want to thank you for your commitment and uh, look forward to seeing you again on next week for our I'm Worthy of Wealth teaching. We're going to be doing part two. I can't wait to share with you part two. If you thought part one was great, wait till you hear part two. It's going to be, it's going to be empowering. It's going to be powerful, but it's going to be uh, something that's going to help you uh, produce the Savior's secret to wealth creation, and that's you are the creator of your experience. So create a better experience if you're not if you're unhappy with the one you have. And we're going to help you do that with this ministry. Amen? All right, let's get ready to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for giving us such insight and understanding as we rise, shine on a Saturday morning to, 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 to commit ourselves to learning of your word and your truth. Now, Father, I pray that everything spoken will fall on good ground. Good ground that the enemy cannot come and, and, and block or stop. Good ground that will cause us to be motivated to move beyond the, the, the stagnation of our now. Good ground that will lift us up and raise us to another level of operation. Father, I thank you for all, all the givers who are giving into this ministry, God. Bless them in such a way that they can trace back the blessing to the seed that they're sowing today. That God, as we release seed, we know that you're going to open up greater doors of opportunity, greater ways in which we can walk out our wealth because we are in alignment with your truth. So, God, we ask you to have your way right now. Thank you for blessing those who are releasing your seed. And those who have it in their heart but have not done it, Father, get them past the fear. The fear of giving. Because, Lord, we understand that when we can live from a place of generosity, you bless the generous. And so, God, we call ourselves generous now by operating in generosity at the level we're at now. That when the the, the next level of overwhelming wealth and overwhelming in the sense that it's not all for us, it's for others to enjoy as well. That, Lord, we, what, we, what we were generous with with a few, 
We can be even more generous with many more to come. And we bless you for this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We do so, we declare it, we believe it, and we won't stop until we see it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and yes again, amen. All right, everybody, that's my time, uh, and I thank you for yours. If you were blessed by today's teaching, we want to hear your testimony. We want to hear your aha moment. Email me at pastoralblue at gmail.com, or before you get off this line, I want you to declare, I'm worthy of wealth. God bless you all. Have a great day. I'm worthy of wealth. I'm wealthy of wealth. I am worthy of wealth. I am worthy of wealth. Worthy of wealth. I'm worthy of wealth. I am worthy of wealth. You have been listening to Building the Better Life with Dr. Adrian L. Blue, produced by Adrian L. Blue Enterprises Incorporated. We trust that you've been blessed by the teachings of this ministry. Please let us know by sharing your thoughts with Dr. Blue at pastoralblue at gmail.com. For more information and to download today's broadcast, please visit www.betterlifeseeker.com. Just click the tab that says More, then Shop. Thank you for spending time with the ministry to discover cutting-edge strategies that will inspire you to go higher. If you'd like to give a donation to support the ministry, you can. Text the amount to 407-456-7300. That's 407-756-7300. Or go to www.betterlifeseeker.com and click the Donate Now tab. Every gift is a blessing for better. We bless you, we love you, and we'll see you again next time on Building the Better Life.